0: When push comes to shove, who is the one person that will always be there for you? The answer is you. As we work on building our own external support systems, it is extremely important that we remember to offer internal support for ourselves too. You deserve to feel supported, not just by others, but by yourself too. Welcome to Normalize the Conversation. I'm your host, Francesca Reiketer. And today, I'm joined by activist and best-selling author, Tejasweeney Diva-Nike. Join us as Sweeney catches us up on where she is now and how she's learned to support herself through her mental health journey. Sweeney, thank you so much for joining me today. I am really excited to catch up with you. It's been like a year, maybe even more, since the last time you were on this podcast. I know I had so much fun talking with you and hearing all about your life and your book and what you were doing and now you have another book out you're writing another one so I'm really excited to catch up but before we do that I just really want to check in with you how are you really?
1: I am out of place I mean um how do, I, how do I really put it? I was just having a conversation with my best friend today and um, she asked me, how are you doing? And um, the best possible way I think I can answer your question as well is like what I answered it. What I answered her question is I am okay, but I'm not. I don't really know where, what kind of a state I am in. I am trying really hard to work on my at this point, this moment in life. But at the same time, I don't know where it puts me emotionally and mentally. But whatever it is, I'm going along with it. And I am pushing myself to only think positive and happy. Because somewhere, I do remember reading, I read somewhere, that uh, there are synapses in your brain system. But The more you think happy, the past no, something along those lines that the you know they catch on to those emotions and you will actually keep having more happier thoughts like you know i will probably just do a quick research and get back to you on that i don't want to sound like a fool when i say something so important but um yeah there is like this whole system so more happy thoughts you have you are just basically creating a base for your future self to think more on a positive and happy note, so that that's
0: what I think I'm doing. I love that honesty and vulnerability, and I definitely resonate with that. Right? I think it's so easy to sit here and pretend like life's great, I'm getting through it so easily. Like, there's so much going on behind closed doors that people don't get to see, that's not sh- shown on social media. I know I try to like share a lot. But there's so much that I don't and I feel like some days I'm just barely hanging on and I'm trying to find those small ways to like shift my thoughts and reframe them. So I love what you said about the happy thoughts because I know for a while I was writing like what I needed to hear that morning like on my mirror and then I was putting sticky notes my wall had sticky notes last week now I made this like motivation board and it's like the good things that are happening and nice messages people are saying like I'm constantly trying to find ways to bring that happiness into my brain because it's so easy for me at least, to like get stuck in those dark thoughts, to get stuck in like the heaviness of what's happening, to feel like I'm not okay, and to want to sit in it. So I'm definitely going to start focusing more and more on that, like shift to happier thoughts.
1: That is absolutely, I mean, this is exactly what I am, I've been trying to work on, because like you said, even for me, it's so easy to just quickly shift into the whole darkness of it all and just like you know let myself be in that corner because it's become such a comfortable corner because of all of the things you know um like how you said it's been a year since I've been on your show and I'm uh, just quickly bringing up this extremely happy thing that I'm so glad to be back on your show and to be talking to you and it's been a year already And uh, all the things we spoke about, remember, the things that you go through and um, that mental health can be affected by any and everything. And even the slightest, smallest thing, which nobody can even imagine, can become a trigger. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh, So it just becomes so easy to just um, go back into that shell and just want to hide away from the entire world. Because that has become such a comfortable soft spot that you're just like sitting there, you've made yourself a tent with a blanket and you're just, you just, it's like an ostrich head, you know? You just put your head inside and you think you're hiding from the world. But in fact, you are in full force out there and everybody can see what is happening. But people, for some reason, don't reach out to you and it just makes you feel more bad about it. So then um, why not? Be the person you want people to be for you. So be that person for your own self. And uh, keep implementing, keep pushing all those happy, positive thoughts and small, small notes for your own self. And that is why I love going through your story because these days I've I've missed, I've been missing your um mirror posts. I need to do them But every single day, I would just love to go through them because that one positive note, It's just like, you know, I know Fran is talking to me. It's like, literally, I can hear it in your voice. And you're telling me that particular thing. And um, so I think you can see that board behind me, right? So every day I write happy notes for myself. And there's one um, note which one of my really close friends left for me. Her name is Sakshi. She left me a note saying, we love you. So whatever I write, I always write around it. And whenever I'm feeling a little sad or upset, I always come back. To look at this note which says we love you and I know that I have people even though not, they might not be around me at all times and they might not be available at all times but I have people and for the people who aren't there you know what it's okay it's okay don't don't feel bad they have their life they have more important things to do in their life and if you're trying to reach out to them and they don't answer they just could be busy they could be sleeping they could be doing whatever so instead of having negative thoughts about it Always just put it in a perspective that they are just busy and be that person for yourself. On this note, just remind me a little, I think, a while uh, after. I I have a little something that I would like to share with you, which was a little life-altering moment for me. <laughs> something very important and something very um. Big happen. It's been happening since a while now. And uh, one after the other, the hits just keep coming. The so hits really just so keep happening. coming. And um, I'm wading through deep waters but i know i will
0: get it. it can feel so isolating especially when people aren't reaching out when you need them to but also like how do people know you're struggling that day if you don't reach out to them and let them know right so it's like kind of the double edged sword and it feels it can feel very isolating i know for me One thing I started to do was I actually message my friends when I'm like in a good mood. I'm like, why do you love me? Or like, if I was sad, what would you say to me? And then like, I just have images of all those like messages that they sent me. So then when I'm feeling upset and I feel like no one loves me or I feel like I'm alone or I'm just not okay, I have these messages from them in my phone already there. Because sometimes I just don't want to like reach out. Sometimes I just don't want to say, the same person over and over again that I'm not okay like it starts to feel I mean I love to talk about my mental health and I'm try to be very honest but sometimes I just feel like I'm so repetitive and redundant I'm like do they want to hear every single day that I'm not okay like do I need to have the same conversation every day or I have the message from them that encourages me that makes me smile that's going to get me through the day how can I use that So I try to find ways to make myself feel more comfortable in it because I hate admitting, like, that I'm not okay 10 days in a row. Like, it is hard. It's hard when you think you've come, like, I've come so far and I've done so much. How am I not okay today? How is this happening again? How do I feel this way? It just becomes so overwhelming to me. So finding ways to, like, support myself and be that person for myself or have my friends be there for me without having to even do anything – really helps me through those moments i
1: literally felt every single word that you just said right now and i think all of us should do this as you know like it's a bare minimum that we we should all reach out to our friends and we should tell them that how do you love me just have those messages for you know safekeeping and just um have them in your phone and or just print them out just you know Or just let them be in the messages. You can always go back and read that message. It should just, it would feel like that person just texted. But at the same time, I mean, we should not, you know, um, I'm not invalidating anything that you said. I would never do that. Oh, no, no. At the same time, I think we should try and learn to be a little more self-reliant and not be so dependent or like, you know, feel dependent on other people understand as humans we want that soft touch that little um uh warm voice that hug or like you know just someone being there for you it feels incredible to have that but what when you don't have any of it yeah you know what i mean yeah even even if you have like those messages there sometimes you just need that person some person to hold you and just like let you cry it out or let you just scream your lungs out. And uh, what, when that is not there, what do you do? So it just becomes so much more difficult. Uh, Sometimes Mm -hmm. those messages, those love messages that your friends have sent you or your family has sent you could
0: become the trigger. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah, because when you're not talking to them every day, when you're not hearing from them, it does become like kind of like a thought in your head, ruminating thoughts. But I love what you said about not, depending on other people because as humans we do need connection and we need other people and absolutely but when we're validating ourselves through other people that becomes really difficult because we can't control other people we can't control what someone thinks how they behave when they reach out when they don't what they're going to say we can't control any of that whether or not they're going to like our instagram posts so when we're seeking validation from other people to exist it becomes very difficult because it's all outside of your control so finding ways that you can regain that self-love and self-compassion and show up for yourself even if it's as small as acknowledging the fact that you got out of bed right just acknowledging that you did something or writing a little um, picky note or something. Seriously I'm, I'm so glad you just you brought that one small little
1: point of like getting out um, of bed sometime in the morning feels like such a win right feels like such a great win because i mean you know um for a person like me you never know when an anxiety attack or a panic attack comes through and uh i could just be sitting and watching something on netflix or listening to some music or driving in my car and suddenly out of nowhere something will strike through and i would start crying and i don't even know what and um it is just so annoying. It is so annoying. But you know, it's just like, you don't know what's the trigger. Yeah. What do you do then? And um, as an empath, I mean, I'm sure you would understand it. You would reach out for your phone. You would want to reach out to a friend. But at the same time, there will be these multiple thoughts running through your head. What if my friend is sleeping or busy or going through a hard time themselves? Are they emotionally available for me, right? What do you do in those circles? Yeah. So... You know, it becomes so important. Um, people talk about having self-love and being resilient and being self-aware. And all of these, all of these things are so important. But at the same time, um, how do you manage to such a situation? Even though you do love yourself so hard and so much, it's not going to stop you from, like, you know, having the meltdowns, the breakdown. Um, but what does happen in that moment is that since you are a person who loves herself so much, so bad, and is so self-aware, you can probably just pin pinpoint out your own triggers or at least ways, if you don't know or understand your triggers, at least ways how to calm yourself down. Yeah. But in the same um breath, I would also Put this out there because, as someone who's just recently dealt with this on a major level, and a lot of my people don't, a lot of actually, we do people are aware of it. Um, so probably I don't know. We could have this in the conversation. I could just think, mull over this, and then you know, get back to you if you if we should put this part or not, or if we yeah. should edit this out. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. um, there was this recently last week, last Tuesday, I think. I had a beautiful, brilliant day. And I was just like, I finished the day off in the karaoke bar and I'm singing my heart out. And I'm driving back home in my car. And out of nowhere, I just fucking broke down. And I could not stop crying. And I'm just crying. And all these things, all these things are just like pushing past me. And like, you know, I'm just crying and I'm driving. And I know it's unsafe. And I know, like, I can't see shit on the road. Because I'm crying that bad. And I know I should just call someone, but my brain is telling me that uh, everybody isn't, you know, nobody's available for you. Nobody wants to hear from you. Nobody, everybody's tired of your bullshit. Everybody's tired of you continuously crying every single time. Everybody's tired of you talking about how your ex boyfriend hurt you, how he left you all alone and this and that and all of that. So the things I was telling you, the hits just keep coming. <laughs> And just not even two weeks before that, uh, I had again come back home from the karaoke bar because Tuesdays is when I go to karaoke usually, if I am free. Um, and I came back and I'm happy and everything's good. And then I take a bath and I'm going to sleep. And then my entire body burst out into high. My entire body. This is... Okay, so this this story you can definitely put on your uh, podcast. Because uh, this is something that people should know about. Um, Guess what I am allergic to?
0: Is it water? water.
1: Like, wow. <laughs> oh, if there are any scientists out there who would like to try and figure my body out, my skin type out, please, please do that. Because I'm allergic to water the most basic thing and it's not even it's like it's not even cold water it's not even warm water it's not even a particular type of water from a particular city it's water every time everywhere so I have to like I have this particular system that that I put in place when I go to bed it's hilarious sometimes even if that doesn't work out i have to take an anti allergic
0: is i mean your body is 70 percent water first of all so i'm so confused um I'm but not- that has to be really stressful i mean you're coming like home to relax and just take a bath and your body's like hot oh, just kidding don't uh, don't
1: don't be bothered. my friends make fun of me they're like Oh. Like, yuck, you're dirty, you don't bathe. And I'm like, I bathe. I do bathe. It's not that I don't bathe, but um, yeah, it just that night um was scary. I so I just laid down and I took Electra, which is the idea I usually take. <clears throat> and I'm just lying there, the AC is on full blast, the fan is on full speed and I'm just like trying to you know I'm but I can st- like start to feel a burning coming from within my body. And I can start feeling like hives erupting over my body. And I'm like, okay, it will go, it will go, it will go. Because the you know, anti-allergic usually takes about 20 minutes to half an hour to kick in place. But it's not happening. It's just not happening. And then the worst thing starts happening. I can start feeling it on my face. I can start feeling it under my head, on my scalp. And I I'm just scratching and I'm just like I should not do it I should not do it but I I cannot help but scratch myself and the face starts burning and then friend, my tongue starts to burn and my throat inside my throat starts to burn and it's becoming constricted and I rush and I get an ice pack and I put it on my face that you know the burn will go down it's so bad but it doesn't and then a thought comes to my head, I think I should go to the hospital now. Like this thought came twice before, but I did not act on it because I thought like usual it would go away, but it did not. It just didn't And on. Um, and I'm like, oh shit, I am not dying tonight. <laughs> no way in hell. And I got, And the best thing is because these days, uh, except for my parents, my sister, uh, I don't have any particular person to speak to, right? And I don't have any calls coming, texts coming or whatever. So I don't care about my phone being charged or not. And I just come back home. I thought I'd take a bath. I put my phone on charge, then I'll sleep. So my phone's at 3%. So from the time I ran out from my room, and I kept, I left the phone here in this room, in my rooms inside. So at that point, it felt like, like a whole ass fucking distance, like a football field. Because I am in between scratching myself and not trying to scratch myself and trying to breathe because my throat's constricting up. Everything's constricting and I get up to get my phone. I see myself in the mirror. I cannot explain to you how my face had become. It was like sandpaper, but just like the sandpaper is being rubbed against um, a knife and a stone. And it's like hard, hard. Like I can't even, I'm laughing right now, but I could not breathe at that point. And um so I run and get my phone and um I have forgotten that I switched off my Wi Fi was me <laughs> So I switch on my Wi Fi and I'm panicking and I'm telling myself, Don't panic, don't panic and I switch on the Wi Fi. It takes a minute for it to get switched on and then first thing I do is um going Uber and uh book myself a rickshaw Um that's a three wheeler ride in India, rickshaw and um, and that is like Thankfully. You know how Uber usually, I don't know if that happens with you guys there, but here, like Uber will at least cancel on you twice or thrice before the final ride getting accepted.
0: Oh, that happens to me anytime I'm in LA. I don't know why. It's so frustrating. It's
1: so frustrating. And thankfully that night, the Uber just accepted it. And I grab a bag oh and I put all my essentials in there. And I'm rushing out the door and suddenly... I feel yukish as fuck because I realized that I had had about a couple of beers and I had not had anything to eat and I just popped the
0: anti-allergic. I can see the disbelief on your face and it's just like oh my god. I feel so like stressed for you in that moment but are you doing okay since then?
1: Like um I'm doing much better but like yeah there has been small ass incident, but I just, uh, I have aloe vera, I have baby oil, I have um, anti-allergic. <laughs> but I, mean- I literally get into the rickshaw and the hospital is just like two minutes away. Okay, so perfect. till I reach the hospital, I'm puking my guts out in the moving rickshaw all over Marcel. And I somehow crawl into the hospital, literally, and the guards there are stopping me. And, and, I'm, and they're like, where's the patient? And I'm like, ah, "I'm the patient. Let me go, I can't breathe. And I get in and I'm like, yeah. literally out of a movie scene, okay? And I'm like, help me. Please, somebody help, help. And they all rush me to the first bed they can find. And I'm like, can't breathe. Can't stop itching. And they put me on an IV. And oh my God. So they thought they would just put me on one medication and I would be out in under an hour or so. I was there the entire night up the morning. Wow. And this is where the part comes in. Uh, I called these friends. Nobody was there. Nobody was available. Nobody answered their phone. Not even one of them. So basically, I took myself to the hospital in such a situation. And then I um, got myself back with the IV on my hand. In case this happens again. Because the doctors were just like, you know, let's just keep the IV there. Uh, In case you do need to come back again. You never know, this might just end up again. Because you never know with allergies. So I had to get myself back home. And that situation has made me so strong. From that day on, I just realized that nobody in this fucking world is going to be there for me but my own self. Yeah, That was literally a near-death experience, if I could put it in those exact words. It was a near death experience. I could not breathe, and I had a thought that I am not dying tonight. I have never had that thought before. It was just so surreal, but so fucking
0: real. Yeah, I'm so happy you're still here, and that you were able to get to the hospital. Get the treatment you needed and now you have like plans in place so that way you're able to bathe without having this happen again and being in a life-threatening situation but i also can't imagine like at least i'm assuming in the beginning i don't know if it's something that you deal with every time like you're in your water you go to bathe but i can imagine that that has to have a lot of anxiety especially when you're prone to panic attacks like am i going to be okay
1: um, after that day, particularly, I was so afraid of just being near anything, what you know, it was just so scary. And, um, anyone making a joke also about, um, me bathing or, you know, because of, because of what, or I had to go to the hospital, whatever, whatever, it's just so traumatic. But I've just learned to, you know, um, work my brain in a particular way you know how 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 horses are blind. Like yeah. so I'm just I'm just trying to change my brain. Whatever people are saying, just fix the blind and goes back from there. right? do not let that come here. And whatever's coming here goes out that way. I'm just going to be focused on myself, and I don't fucking care who says what, who says who makes what jokes, and I mean those people are welcome to their own toxic thought. It's just a projection of their own thoughts and insecurities and the person they are. It's not me. Yeah. It's them, literally. So yeah. I'm not gonna let that affect me. Even though it becomes it does become a little difficult sometimes because what people say can become traumatic. But um like I mean even if you are a friend, you should not, you know, make a joke or about or, you know, be this way about someone's uh, allergies or insecurities or emotions or whatever it is. I'm not just talking about myself the yeah. but thankfully when this uh other incident happened we could not stop crying for three hours then I I was circling the hospital for one and a half hour, and then I called a friend she's in Canada and uh, she immediately answered and she said cage what happened and I can't talk because I'm crying that bad and she's like and at least she understood that I'm outside the hospital and she's like just need you to go to the hospital take yourself to the hospital right and again the same hospital same people I entered the hospital and in my head I'm just thinking that uh, what are they going to think oh my god this girl back again but then another thought pushed through it that they are doctors they are first responders they have to be there Yeah. so I went there and I'm just like I can't stop crying please make me stop crying Just sedate me, give me anything. And I was in the hospital for about five hours. And I called another and he answered. And he's the sweetest, kindest person. And he uh, came, took me home. Didn't let me go back home. Didn't let me out of his side the entire day. And uh, he called another friend of his, of ours, A mutual friend. She came home and she cooked my favourite for her. He does not let anybody sit on his side of the bed. He let me sit on his side of the bed that day. Just left his entire TV and Netflix for me to watch whatever shit I wanted to do. He sat outside his room in the hall the entire day. And just kept checking on me if I'm okay or not. It was the sweetest thing ever. He's like one of my closest friends. Um, more or less my best friend. And I kind of call him like my brother. So it was... And he did not let anybody know why I was or what happened. Anything about that. It's just between me and him.
0: Oh, I'm so happy you had that support at that time. Because it's, it's so hard to go through it alone. And to feel even more isolated and alone in a moment that feels very isolating. So to have someone who was there to provide you that support you needed is so incredible. I'm so happy and grateful that you had that support But I also want to go back to what you said before, the first time being in the hospital and not having anyone show up and how you realize that you're the only one who's always going to be there for you because it's so true, right? There are times where we're going to have our friends who are able to be there and they're going to show up for us when they can. But like you said way early in the beginning, sometimes people are busy. They have their own things going on. They're sleeping. They can't answer the phone. And in those moments, it is really just us having to be there for ourselves. So to see that you got to experience both, that strength of doing it by yourself, for yourself and getting through, and then that strength of having loved ones and a community around you to get you through, to see that you're able to have both and do both is beyond inspiring and incredible. And I am just so happy and grateful that you got the support that you needed both times. Mm
1: -hmm. Thank you so much. I mean, I kind of, I could not speak right now because, you know, just remembering both the incidents. It just, I kind of, while you were talking, I kind of think I kind of had an epiphany. It was just like, you know, both incidents were placed so close to each other. I think it was just a moment in time for me to learn a very hard lesson and then soften the blow. You know, it's just like, you are the only person who has to be there. But sure, you will. You will always have people who are gonna be there. But you just learn to do it for yourself. Because even the second time around I have I took myself to the hospital. And honestly, all the instances that I've been in the hospital of late in the past couple of years, I've actually had to take my own self to the hospital. So, you know, it's just made me so much stronger. And the whole healing process about what we were talking about, it just sped up the whole process and um I started taking better care of my drinking more water, which is so important. Like, it's just a basic aspect, thing, but we don't realize how much our body needs that water. Yeah. Cheers. So, <laughs> cheers. So, I mean, I've even downloaded a bloody app to track the water because sometimes oh, you are that. so busy with work. It's and, so easy um, to forget. It's so easy to forget. So, you know, that app will always pop up with the sound of water falling. And it reminds you that you have you're supposed to have water. So, um, what's that? What my I'll I'll tell you what's the app called. I'll tell you once you finish with it. And um, it's and I started working out. I have started paying more attention to my own health. Um, I have a trainer. She makes sure that I'm meditating every day. I and she loves all the updates. So you know, she's like, Did you have water? Did you walk so much? Did you work out today? Did you do your stretching? Meditation is it done, not done. Journaling is it done, not done. So it's just making my life like you know, um, working out a schedule and working as per the schedule. I actually have started realizing it's so important because once your body, once your brain understands and learns the schedule and learns what you're doing this point of time and then you're waking up and out, and it's actually making me happier. It's just like you know. Just the blood rush and the, mm. I don't really know, I don't exactly know how to put it in words, but it just makes me so much happier. Even if I'm walking and I'm tiring my body out and I'm sweating it out, like in just in the evening, I walk all the way to the beach.
0: I do that too.
1: High fun. <laughs> I just walked all the way to the beach and I just sat there taking in all the breeze and all the waves and I was listening to music but then I cut out the music because I just really wanted to listen to waves and I have a book on my phone which I was reading and it was
0: just such a peaceful happy moment. It is and it's so important to find these moments and things you can do for yourself. I love tracking water. I need to start doing that. I've noticed that there may be some days where I drink a little more wine than water, and I should switch that, that. <laughs> um, but it's ASAP. so hard to remember to drink water during the day. But at night, when my grandma and her friend are pouring wine, it's so easy to remember to drink a <laughs> glass of wine. So it's oh definitely my god! I'm remind you to now I've got to have wine. What did you do, Pat? <laughs> now I have to have wine. <laughs> It's just but... like, it's important to be aware and mindful and to do small things to remind you to drink water. So, like this morning, one of the first things I did was have a, well, I put a glass of water next to my bed last night. So, when I woke up, I drank a glass of water. Then when I went in the kitchen to make breakfast, I had a glass of water before I, while I was cooking and I had a glass of water after while I was cleaning it up. So just like finding small places to associate with drinking water so that way I am hydrating my body because when I'm dehydrated, first of all, my skin feels dry and then I just don't feel great. And I'm tired. I'm more fatigued. I don't have the energy. I feel more sore. So then when I work out, I don't want to work out as much again because I'm so sore, because I'm not hydrated. So it's so important to drink your water and to the point of like exercise and on a schedule. It's so great when you're able to make a schedule in whatever way works for you. For me, I do like 7 a.m. tennis lessons twice a week and then the other days 8 a.m. ball machine or playing with someone else. But I keep the times consistent because that's how I wake up in the morning. My day starts with an activity that makes me feel good, that releases any frustration from the day before. So it's finding small things, like you said, that you can do for yourself that really, really make such a huge impact.
1: Definitely does, like, just um, a couple of days back. uh, I was just on a shoot for a few days. um, And even though I'm going... To work, like going to, you know, uh, have a really really busy day. I was making it a point that I'm waking up at least like so. If I have to leave the house, I'd say, um, a.m. I'm making, I'm making sure that I'm waking up at four, four fifteen a.m. and uh, getting that water, getting a little meditation, getting a little morning stretches, and having just me, just a little. Me, my own kind of time. Sit down, have a tea, listen to like do my prayers, and if I still have a little more time, read a book or something, or just like watch something, and then go to work. It, it's so difficult. It doesn't matter even if I'm coming back. Even if I was coming back home like really late in the night because shoots get terribly busy, terribly exhausting, but also terribly late, there's no timing. Uh, So even if I'm coming back, let's say, at 11 or 12 in the night and uh, eating dinner and sleeping by, say, 1, I would still make it a point to wake up at 5. Like if I have to leave the next day at 7, then I wake up at 5. But it's so important taking out that me time and concentrating yeah. and focusing on yourself because nobody else is going to do that for you
0: no absolutely you
1: know you have to do that for yourself right all inclusive I, I mean i okay so i know this this entire conversation has gone from one point to the other and to like from a to g to y to god knows where i love <laughs> like, it why I'm pretty sure somewhere in your
0: head, you're like, why? What? What is this conversation? No, I love this. <laughs> it is so authentic. It is so us. Like we just kept going everywhere with it. And it's so amazing to see how everything connects back to how you're feeling and taking care of yourself. And like you said in the beginning, like the, one of the very first things you said was not depending on everyone else to take care of you, but to be able to show up for yourself and to be there for yourself. And everything that we have covered has come back and connected to that. So that's amazing thing that we accomplished because we went everywhere and yet it still came back together. Right? No, it's like, right? Like we should deserve an award for that.
1: <laughs> yeah like we didn't even like oh my god now that i think about it that's so perfect actually how did how did okay. we do that <laughs>
0: because they were just this us so
1: this is so much fun it's just like two friends catching up after such a long time yeah. and uh yet like we do manage to get everything in there mostly i did because i'm the one talking more than you do <laughs> but um yeah we just like it started from one point we did like the 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 parts diverged out into various ways but it just came back like a nice new turn to the same road yeah you know what I mean
0: it did and as we are wrapping up I really want to make sure you have time to tell us about that second book and maybe even give us a little like teaser of the third book that's to come my
1: god okay so only a very you said number of people know about the third book and like top oh, secret you know, secret okay so cutting but, that out <laughs> no no not at all i think this is a great way to announce the third book Just there you go it, i think so yeah the last year when we actually sat down for the first time we spoke about my first book smokes and whiskey and uh, we also spoke about the second book that i was writing at that point in time one for sorrow the name of my second book and uh, a few months down the line after that i did publish my second book uh and touchwood it did so well and it's still doing so well and people have been loving it you can get it on amazon you can actually reach out to me and personally uh, if you want order it from me as well and of course in that you will get a sign copy. but um of like uh, I don't know exactly when but a couple of weeks back about I think bare minimum time period would be about a month back or so max to max is when I was just like I've been thinking of starting my third book because this time I was like you know what I'm not gonna take that much time like I took with the second book and um, I'm just gonna put all of my thoughts in there and I'm just gonna put it out there but at the same time I'm a person who works with a little process in her mind so till I do not get the cover image and the name of the book and then the inside pages, how the index is going to look like I cannot start working on the book I am a little weird like that but I think all creative people are right
0: yeah I feel like mine is a really weird process too like I go everywhere with it and I'm like I don't even know how I finished, honestly. Like, the first section of the book is probably the last thing I do, which makes no sense.
1: Yeah, I mean, everybody, every single person I know, including you, have their own little process. And it's so important for them because, like, a lot of people want to understand. They'll be like, it's just, it's just... You just have to come up with a name. What's what about it? Or just like you just, you know, have to figure out where the placements go. But it means a whole big deal to us, which people don't understand. And actually, honestly, they don't have to because it's our thing. It's not their thing. Yeah. So if, if it doesn't make sense to them, it doesn't make sense to them. And then suddenly one day I was uh, sifting through random names I had come up with. And um, it just struck me. The name of the book just struck me. And... Um, I was like, this is it. I found it. And it's so exciting because it just goes perfectly well with the cover image that I thought of. And uh, my sister, my uh, younger sister, is on the cover of the book. Oh, I love that. And it is such a powerful image. And it is such a powerful image. And when I did share it with a couple of people, like, you know, just like I was telling a number of people that, no one of them actually asked me the first two books of yours like I was telling them this is um this finishes probably will finish the sister trilogy because you know yeah. the first book second book now the third book all in the same capacity all black and white all the names are three no three worded names I mean if I'm putting it right like the first one is smokes and whiskey three words second one is one for sorrow three words and the third one uh so I'm not gonna say the name <laughs> beep, 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 which I will be sharing with you on whatsapp I would love to know what you think about the cover and the name uh and I was like this is this is the trilogy this finishes it and um so this person suddenly is like okay but I don't think it's related and I'm like how and they're like it's completely different from the first two books the first two books have your women hidden have their faces hidden or like, you know, part of their body. like both in both books, book covers, their faces are hidden. And it's like, you know, they're in the dark. So I came, I I was like, basically what the third book is going to be about is coming out of the dark. Oh, I love that. It's coming out of the dark. It's completely putting myself as I am out there in
0: the open. Oh, I'm so proud. Thank you so much. (laughs) That is like the perfect way to like wrap up this episode. To like see, I think even from a year ago to like now, how far you've like come and you've grown and you've accomplished. It's just incredible. And I am so beyond grateful to know you, to be your friend, and to get to have conversations like this with you. Same. I think I... First of all, thank you so
1: much. And um, second of all, thank you so much. Because without realizing, you've played a really big part in this as well. You do not realize this plan, but you don't know the amount of good you're doing. And even you as a person, like the first time I spoke with you, up to now that I'm talking to you, you've grown so beautifully. Mm -hmm. And you've come such a long way. And I am proud of you and I'm proud that I can call you like I can call myself your friend I'm so proud of the fact that I can call myself your friend and I cannot wait for the day that we actually get to meet physically because I know for a fact that I would not be able to stop hugging you and like you like oh my god I'm finally meeting this girl you honestly are such an inspiration
0: thank you so much for listening to normalize the conversation don't forget to subscribe rate and review this podcast is an initiative of inspiring my generation Focusing on normalizing the conversation, bringing education and awareness to the forefront, and amplifying global voices to spark change and hope. Inspiring My Generation is a five hundred one c three nonprofit organization on a mission towards suicide prevention through awareness, conversation, education, and support. Connect with us on Instagram at Inspiring My Generation. And visit our website, inspiringmygeneration.org to learn more about our work and how you can make a difference.